And now it's time for Guaranteeing Your Retirement with your host, David Graham from Graham Capital, an estate planning and investment management firm right here in Florida. Here's your host, David Graham. Good morning. This is Dave Graham, the retirement guy, and you're listening to Guaranteeing Your Retirement on this beautiful, beautiful Fourth of July weekend. Uh, The show is brought to you by Graham Capital Advisors. We're the people that you come to when you're getting ready for retirement and you want to do it correctly. You want to do it properly. You want to take the stress out of it. Let us show you how easy it is. You know, we've been doing this for a long time, almost over 40 years now. Some people say too long. But the bottom line is we do it correctly. We do it properly. We're true fiduciaries. The other people you're going to hear on the radio, you see on TV, and they're always trying to sell you widgets, financial products. We don't do that. We actually help you do it correctly. Three-legged stool, legal, planning, investing. You have to have all three. If you don't, you're going to have problems in retirement. Let us help you. We have offices in Tampa, Sarasota, Washington, D.C. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. Holiday weekends. Everyone loves a holiday weekend. Why is that? Because you get a chance to sit back and lay on the couch, watch a movie, watch a ball game, maybe put on a Hallmark movie, whatever floats your boat. Now more than ever, though, we need vacations because of the crazy world that we're living in. And I always recommend to people on the 4th, be careful with the fireworks. Don't overdo it with the hot dogs and the hamburgers on the grill. Get together with some friends and family if you can. It's always good to use a holiday to reminisce and go down memory lane. And after that, just relax and enjoy the day. We, we all deserve a vacation now and then. And with that, I don't know if you saw this one in the newspaper. In England, they had the, the, the police bought a tractor, if you can believe this, in a small little village, a tractor as a police vehicle, and so they, they, you know, small little community, they started a contest to name the tractor. And a very young man won the tractor by calling it Optimus Crime from the Transformers. And think about that for a second. We're living in a world now where we have science fiction movies and police vehicles. Uh, it's another space and time, sports fans. Here's a fun fact of the week. There is no word in the English language that rhymes with the word month. Month, M-O-N-T-H. Okay, try it for a while, see if you get anywhere. Quote of the week, you can be young without money, but you can't be old without it. And that is so true. Uh, And crime of the week, we always have to bring our federal crime of the week Want to make sure you don't break the law without without realizing it. Uncle Sam will be out there to grab you. It's a federal crime to sell canned chili con carne with beans if it's less than 25% with meat. Okay. 
History lesson of the week. 60 years ago, July 1st, 1963, zip codes were introduced for U.S. mail. Here we are now, 60 years later, and no one even uses U.S. mail. We all (laughs) use anything online. I'll tell you, talk about the world changing, huh? Let's look, for example, at why people don't trust or don't want to come in to visit a financial advisor. Let's look at some of the reasons why. You know, we have people coming into our office day in and day out, and they said, well, we put off going for one reason or another. But when you really look at it, it's it's something that's inside your gut. And, and this, this applies to everybody. So let's look at some of the reasons. I made a list here of things that I think were appropriate. What about a lack of trust? You know, I think about that for a second. You know, where, you know, financial advisors have taken advantage of clients. So that only contributes to the trust. You see all this hype on the radio and TV and clients don't even have the courtesy, not clients, but the financial advisors don't even have the courtesy of telling you that some brokerage house or some insurance company is actually paying for their advertising. So who do they really work for? That's all you have in the Tampa Bay area. It drives me crazy. What about what's called perceived cost? You know, many people believe that working with a financial advisor is expensive. And, you know, when you look about the long-term financial gain that can outweigh short-term financial gain by getting advice, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. You owe it to yourself to get the best of the best. It's your money, and why not try to pay a little bit to, to save a little bit of it? It always throws me a little goofy that people will spend more time planning a vacation than they do their, their, their retirements the rest of their lives. And what about the do-it-yourself mentality? I always love that one. You know, for some reason, people often feel that they should be able to hinder their own finances, you know, that, that they can actually do things that they're not qualified to do. And so there's a difference between getting information and wisdom and, and who can really understand all the strategies that are out there and give you true advice. Somebody that's actually seen what works and what doesn't work. Then a lot of times people really don't even understand. They, they don't understand. They have a misunderstanding of what an actual financial advisor's role is. Now, there's, there's a common misconception that financial advisors are only for the rich. No, not at all. Not at all. At our office, you know, we thank God we have the capacity to help anyone. And, and so doing, we, we see anyone, regardless, they have a million dollars, they got ten dollars. You know, we're there to help you. I guess one more would be simply a, a fear, having a fear of judgment. You know, some people f- may feel embarrassed about their financial situation, and they so they avoid seeking help. And all I can tell you is that, look, you control your own destiny. If need be, take that first step to do the right thing for the right reasons. Go get true financial advice. At Graham Capital Advisors, we can help you do retirement planning. We can help you do legal. Go to somebody that has a true professional designation, a certified financial planner, certified estate planner. Certified senior advisor. Everyone in our office has a professional designation simply because we love what we do. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. We want to know what's going on in the industry. That's why you spend time to get a professional designation. Let us help you with that. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's grahamcapitaladvisors.com. You know, another thing that 
right now, when you look at the time of year that we're in, okay, we're talking about taking vacations, you know, uh, so think about this, you know, if creating a good financial plan is, it's kind of like packing for a trip. So how can you have, let's, let's just use the analogy of a financial suitcase, okay? We'll, use, we'll use a financial suitcase and we'll see where we're going with that and we'll see whether or not it's been packed properly, you know, packed efficiently. You know, the basic idea for you is to run with it. You know, we've seen these financial luggage sets with four suitcases, different sizes, and each suitcase fits inside the, the next one and all that. You know, but you might use one suitcase for clothes, another for shoes, another for toiletries. In the same way, a good retirement plan should have different sized suitcases for different piles of money that are designated to accomplish different goals for you. You know, you have to kind of know what you're doing with yourself. You know, what about like, for example, if you're losing luggage, losing luggage is always a risk when you're traveling. And so how should you deal with lost luggage in the financial world? Well, depending on your your risk of a particular investment, you could always lose a lot of money in, in one particular area. That's why it's so important to have your money in different suitcases. So if one piece of luggage gets lost, you're not completely out of luck. You know, when your airline loses your luggage, and I'm sure that's happened to you at least once, you'll get it back eventually. And it's just a question of how soon you'll get it back. Same thing with the stock market. You get your money back eventually. It's just a matter of when. Another thing is, why is it logical to have your toiletries in a different suitcase from your clothes? Well, if the shampoo explodes, you know, you, you don't want to have to have it all over your clothes, so it only makes a lot of sense to have it in a different suitcase or at least have your toiletries contained in a bag that's not going to leak. How many times does that happen to you? You know, think of that exploding shampoo as as a piece of your portfolio. You, you, you want it to be sure that it isn't messing up other parts of the plan. You know, for instance, you want to have a separation between your income and your risky investments. You know, first rule of investing, don't lose money. Second rule, don't forget the first rule. And you want to make sure if you are taking certain amounts of risk, it's not going to, you know, affect everything. Look, at Graham Captive Advisors, I can show you one analogy after another. The whole goal is to do what you feel is right, but get professional advice. Get someone to help you, and we can help you with that. We love what we do. Let us help you. Go to any one of our offices, Sarasota, Tampa, Washington, D.C., right on K Street. That's where we have Graham Capital Wealth Management. That's GrahamCapitalWealth.com. Let us help you do it correctly. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. I have the infamous James Burlander, my producer online. James, what kind of emails do we get? Uh, let me grab uh, some random ones from the stack here. All right. So let's see. First one comes in from Nadia in Tampa. She writes in, My son is a year away from finishing high school. He has great grades, but has shown no interest in going to college. Now we have some money saved up for his tuition, but not enough to prevent him from needing to get some student loans to cover part of it, which is one of the reasons he cites for not wanting to go. He doesn't want the loans. So how do I convince him that attending college is necessary for his future financial success? Well, you know what? That's a good question because a lot of times, you know, when, when kids get to be 17, 18 years old, they have answers for everything. 
One thing you could do with them is say, okay, go out and get a job and start charging them to live in the house. And then tell them, you know, this is what's going to happen. You know, what are you going to be making? How are you going to be making it? And then we'd like a part of it so you can actually see what the real world is about because we've been paying all your bills. And if you want to actually have a better income, income equates with education. More education you have, the more income you're going to have, more often than not. But give them a wake-up call. You know, sometimes people say, that's tough love. No, it's not tough love. That's just getting him to understand the reality of his situation in life. And at the age of 18 years old, uh, if he's immature, well, you could always suggest possibly going into the service just to get a year or two of maturity behind him. But, uh, you know, the main thing is wake him up to the reality of, of the being at the age of 18. And the world is his oyster as long as he gets an education. Do whatever it takes. Good question. All right. Next up comes from Karen in Bradenton. She writes in, my husband and I are both in our late 50s and we recently moved to a new town for him to take a position that we know will only last for a couple years. I work from home, so it doesn't uh, matter where I live. I don't really want to buy a house here because I'm not convinced that we'll be here longer than the two years that he has the job. But he doesn't care. He wants to buy and says that we can just sell in two years if and when we move. So who's right? Well, again, this is a, a personal situation that you guys got to resolve amongst yourself. But I would just tell your husband, you know, that old cliche, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. See if you strike a chord with them. Um, you know, if you can get a house that's undervalued, you don't have to do a lot of work in and you try to flip it in two years. Sure. But who knows where the market's going to be? That's that's always a risk factor in that. But you know, obviously, common sense dictates you just rent for a couple of years. But you guys got to work that amongst yourself and just let him know why you go through all the effort of, of doing that when we're not even sure we're going to be able to sell it right away. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns, especially if you know in two years you might be moving. You know, you're taking a little risk there. So try to explain that to him. Good question. Got another one, James? And lastly, before we go to Michael, Bill in Apollo Beach wrote in, ever since we paid off our house, we don't have many tax deductions anymore. Is this bad? Should we be doing something that... So that we have deductions that we can take? Well, t taxes, you, you really should go to your CPA and ask. Everyone has a different circumstance. And it's hard for me to just answer a general question like that when I would have to have to come into the office, get a, we'll get a yellow pad out, and we'll ask you a whole bunch of questions. And then we'll probably still send you to your CPA, to your accountant, but at least we can give you guidance on that. Um, so it all depends on, on really what your circumstances are. Um, the amount of monies that you have coming in. There's a lot of questions we got to ask you on that. So why don't you do that? Just go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. Come into any one of our offices. Let's see if we can help you go there. And online, we have Mr. Michael Burkhan, our certified financial planner in the Tampa office. And is also part of Graham Capital Wealth Management. Um, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, David. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Michael, I appreciate you coming coming on the, today. We got the holiday weekend coming up here. So let's just start off with a, a general wrap up. Where do, you, where do you see the markets going now? We're almost you know halfway through the year now. 
Yeah, I mean, for the first half of this year, I think a lot of people are surprised about how strong you know the the general markets have been you know so far this year. Uh, I think if you were to uh, panel uh, on on January first, I don't think many people would have expected the S and P five hundred to be you know as, as as seen as big of a rally as we've seen uh, for the first you know six months of this year, and and, and for the month of June, uh, you know that has kind of continued. Uh, the S&P 500 for uh, the month of June is up about right around 5% on the month. Now, what I think has been different with this month more so than the uh, the previous five months was for the really first four or five months of this year, uh, the breadth of this market, uh, meaning how many stocks really participated in this uh, in this rally was very narrow. There were about seven stocks you know, NVIDIA, Google, Facebook, to name a few, that really led the this rally in the markets. Now, for the month of June, it has been much more broad. Uh, technology, yes, it has done uh, – fairly well, but uh, a lot of other sectors, whether it's industrial, consumer staples, consumer discretionaries, have really uh, allowed the S&P 500 to continue to uh, have a positive month. And you, so, you know, the breadth of this market for the month of June has been much more broad than what we've seen over the uh, for, for over the first, you know, five months of this year. And for us to really expect this to continue, we're going to need that to continue continue to broaden out. Uh, we're going to need to see other sectors or other uh, industries uh, to really um, participate in this rally if we are going to expect you know, this, this rally to continue throughout the rest of this year, which you know, we are a bit, uh, a bit hesitant or concerned on that we don't really I, – I, I, if, if I was a betting man, uh, I don't know if I would be expecting this, this rally to continue like we've seen over the first six months of this year. Sure. Well, Mike, you know, everyone was kind of surprised. You know, the the first quarter of this year, uh, you know, growth was revised up to 2% on exports and consumer goods and what have you. And yet you have some of the biggest money managers in the country, the biggest funds, multi-billion dollar funds. They're all looking to invest very conservatively and they're looking for value in anything that they invest in now, conservative value, because they anticipate something going on in the third or fourth quarter of this year. Um, do you see something like that happening? No, you're absolutely right, David. A lot of a lot of people were caught short. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people that were betting against the market uh, coming into the end of this quarter, uh, and you saw they have what they call as this triple witching uh, expiration date that happens in June, uh, right. where you know you're you're you saw a lot of those those uh, option contracts where if people were short, you know they obviously you know they lost all their money on that investment, and you you saw that. You you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pent up you know money sitting on the sidelines right now because hey, if you can make five percent in a money market, you know, is it really worth the risk reward you know to go out and invest in the stock market? And and to your point, I think there's a lot of people that were caught off guard uh, by this rally, and you're starting to see you know whether it's retail investors or other you know uh, hedge funds 
having to kind of chase this market uh, to be to be positioned in and partake in these uh, in this rally that we've been seeing, you know, in the markets over the last you know five six months. So, um, you know, again, I, I think it's it behoove our listeners to be a little bit patient. You know, again, if you can make five, six, six and a half percent in a conservative investment right now, whether it's in the money markets or short-term bonds, you know, I think the risk reward in in looking at this, you know, at the end of June, I think the risk reward today is much more in your, in, in your, in, in your favor to be, you know, more conservative right now, because, you know, again, I, I'm just a bit hesitant that to believe that this can continue for, for the next couple of months. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked uh, as we kind of come into the, the rest of the summer going into the fall, if we see a little bit more volatility in this market. And, you know, I think if you're patient, I think there could be an opportunity for our listeners to, you know, if you're wanting to get back into the market, you know, I think if you're patient, I think there could be a better opportunity uh, rather so than, you know, towards the end of June today. Well, let me ask you something, Mike. I, I noticed that, uh, you know, market timers, they kind of blew it again, uh, you know, with what's going on. And, and there is literally records records being made with monies that are being put into money markets right now. And I guess the question is, in the month of June, it was just, you know, staggering the amount of money that's just sitting there, because people aren't sure what to do. You know, Jerome Powell, you don't know what's going to be happening with him jacking up rates and, and you know, is a recession all but certain? Well, no one knows. Um, but that be said, are you holding monies now and keeping your portfolio that you help manage relatively liquid right now? Are you going into like short-term bonds? What would you recommend to, for people? You know, it's, it's, it's obviously hard to, you know, just give a broad, Hey, you know, this is what you should do because everyone is different. Uh, you know, the, the people that are listening, you know, everyone that is listening to this, this podcast, you know, everyone has different risk, risk tolerance, you know, investment objective, uh, time frame of, of, you know, the, the, the investment timeline of, of their, of their monies being invested. But, you know, I, I think for, for us right now, uh, I, you know, we are a bit more positioned, a little bit more conservatively, you know, at the firm, uh, just because of the expectation of, hey, if we see a pullback or if we do, if we do go into a recession uh, by the end of this year, you know, most of our clients, I, I would say, are, are in retirement uh, and they can't afford to lose, you know, 25 or 30 percent. I mean, look at last year. Uh, you know, the, the, the average stock market, uh, the S&P 500 fell at 19% last year. Even with this rally that we've seen over the first six months, uh, you haven't gotten back to where you were at on January 1 of 2022. Uh, right. And that's even with this unprecedented run in, 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 this, in the market for the first six months. So, uh, and if you've been over the last 18 months, if you were relying on your, on, your, on your retirement funds and having to live off of it, you know, now you've taken out four, five, six percent over the course of the last 18 months. It's going to take you even longer to to get back to where you're at. So, 
you know, for us being a more retirement focused uh, firm, you know, I think we always side on, uh, we always invest on the side of caution. Uh, and, you know, for us right now, if we can make six, six and a half percent in some, you know, investment grade corporate bonds or, you know, five and a half percent in some government agency bonds, uh, we think that, again, in our opinion, the risk reward is is much more aligned in our clients' favors to be able to maintain their retirement assets uh, for the next 20 to 30 years uh, and, and not be so concerned about, okay, are we going to be going into a recession or not? Because I don't think we've really seen the full effects of the the rate hikes that we saw throughout 2022, and you know there are we are expecting more to come. Uh, I sure. think Jerome Powell, uh, for everything he's not, I think he's been very clear uh, with his uh, verbiage, and you know I think many people should expect you know another rate hike in in July and in, in the next in this next meeting, and I think he expects to do at least two more rate hikes. Uh, yeah. you know before before the end of this year. You know that that's it. I I saw someone yesterday that was asking me about parking money and and we, we start talking about U.S. Treasuries and then I looked up and we're yields on long-term U.S. Treasuries they've risen and prices have fallen and quite frankly much faster over the past few years than it's any time since the 1980s. Would you recommend people parking money in in, in securities, long-term U.S. securities? You know, I think right now, if, if you're going to go out and invest in treasuries, uh, I, I think it would behoove uh, um, our listeners or investors to really keep it on the short end of the uh, of the yield curve. You know, the yield curve is still um, is still inverted, uh, and, and the spreads of those uh, of the, uh, between the twos and the tens have widened out, uh, meaning that the you're getting more uh, more yield. Or more of a return investing on uh, on the two year with the two year treasury more so than the ten year treasury, and that's because of the inverted yield curve. And the only reason we have an inverted yield curve right now is because the bond market, uh, which has you know a lot more money invested in the credit markets than even more so the equity mm-hmm. markets on a day day in and day out basis, is that they are saying, hey. We do not expect for you know more than two years right now. We do not expect rates to stay as elevated as they are today for the next ten years. So mm-hmm. you know the the markets right now are pricing in that we are going to be seeing rate cuts. You know uh, you know starting you know towards the end of this year and going into 2024, which is the exact opposite of what Jerome Powell is saying uh, right. in his latest press conference. He doesn't believe that they're going to cut rates until 2025. Now, so that's that's kind of the uh, who is right and who is wrong. I think that you know time will tell with with these uh, with these um, estimations. But you know I think for right now, uh, you know I think most people should expect you know two more rate hikes uh, bet- between now and probably October of this right. year. And you know with that expectation, I think you should definitely keep it on the shorter end of the yield curve. You know two-year Treasury rates are in uh, if you're going to invest in, in those sort of markets. Right. Well, you, you, let's. When I'm with that, Mike. But like you just said. Uh, you know, Jerome Powell, he's the Federal Reserve Chairman. He said there'll probably be at least two more interest rate in, in increases 
that are going to be necessary this year to bring inflation down to the U.S. central bank's 2% target. That's what they usually shoot for. And and so obviously having a conservative policy um, makes, makes sense. Uh, but how do you explain that to people? I mean, that you, look, you know what the man said. You know, everyone always wants to optimistically say, well, I think things are happy. The happy days are here again. That's not like I want to sound like Mr. Doom and Gloom, but just listen what the Fed chairman said. Knowing that's going to happen. I mean, I think, I, I, think, I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't, as a firm, we weren't expecting this, but, you know, go, go back three, four months ago. Uh, you know, the first quarter of this year, towards the end of the first quarter of this year, people were expecting rate cuts starting now. You know, right. if you looked at the the um, the yield the yield curve projection starting, you know, at the end of March of of, of this year, people were saying, okay, by middle of summer uh, in July, you know, we'll probably start getting our first rate cuts. Well, they were wrong. Uh, you know, I think, you know, even today, as you already just mentioned, uh, we got uh, a revised figures up for uh, the first quarter where our GDP growth uh, was at 2% annualized pace for the first quarter, which was above the estimate of 1.3%. Uh, so, you know, this, this economy has been much stronger uh, than I think most people expected. The consumer, which is, you know, which the U.S. market is dependent on the strength of the uh, of the consumer. I mean, that's seventy percent of our where our gross domestic product is is uh, is grown from is from consumption from the consumer. So you know, you there was a lot of money thrown out, and I, I know right. this is going back a few years. You know, a lot of money was thrown you know to the consumer going back to in in during the COVID years. You're starting to see cracks in the consumer though. You're starting to see right. people, you know, uh, default on their credit cards, you know, and also, you know, default on their car loans. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to see, hey, okay, if if the United States is so dependent on the consumer and we start to see an uptick in in, in uh, delinquencies on, on credit cards or car loans or mortgages, you know, I think that's where we're going to start to see an issue. And it takes time. You know, I think a lot of people say, oh, you know, we should, you know, see a recession in, in you know, by middle of 2023, uh, I, I, I think just like with homes, you know, I think it takes time. And I, I do believe, you know, right now, I know you just, I heard, I kind of heard the, the question that you had about uh, the housing market. You know, if I was going to plan to move in two years, I would definitely be renting. I, I truly believe, right. you know, I know inventory is low uh, and that that's kind of what a lot of, you know, people that are, 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 are bullish on the on the housing market is saying is that oh inventory is at historical lows that is absolutely true, but seven I, I just I keep look, going back to seven percent interest rates on on mortgage rates uh, is a, has to eventually have an impact on 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 the buyers. Uh, right. I know a lot of people don't want to sell their mortgage right now, but if their if their their job gets relocated, you know they're not going to have the benefit of the doubt of saying, okay, I'm just going to wait until uh, there's a better time where, where mortgage rates come down. So I just believe that here over the next six to twelve months, I think you're going to start seeing cracks in in the consumer, uh, and you know I think there will be a, a, a little bit of a pullback in, in just the in on, in the general markets and you know I think there's still an elevated chance that we go into a recession. You're right. No no two ways about it. Look, when it's all said and done, 
The markets are moving now because the retail investor, that's mom and pop, Joe Sixpack, they're going into the market. When you look at the big money managers, people that control billions of dollars, the smart money people, they're very conservative. And if you're listening to this show now, please don't still go out and buying stocks thinking that it's happy days are going to come. Go get professional advice. You have Mike Burke, Mike Burkheim right here. I might add that Mike will go all the way down to to uh, Venice, and we have a satellite office down there, and he's always in our satellite in our in our office in Sarasota. So Mike will cover the southwest part of Florida. So if you like what you just heard, call us up, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. Michael, I appreciate you coming on today, and hopefully we can get you on again in the future real soon. You take care now. I appreciate it. Thanks, David. See you now. You really want to be lucky in life? Go help someone. God's going to smile on you. You're going to get to be incredibly lucky. We're lucky to be Americans. It's right on our currency. In God we trust. Good luck. God bless. Take care of each other. Please stay safe this 4th of July weekend, especially with the fireworks. We'll see you next week. This program is sponsored by Graham Capital Advisors, LLC. Graham Capital Advisors, LLC is an independent estate planning and insurance agency. Investment advisory services are provided by Graham Capital Wealth Management, LLC, an independent registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Graham Capital Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. The information provided is for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice and should not be relied on as such. Individuals should consult with a qualified professional for guidance before making any purchasing decisions.